Jason here. I'm recording this in March of 2022 as we're getting ready to publish the first episode on April 1st. This episode was recorded way back in December of 2021. Can you remember that far back? I sure can't. But this is our first recording effort, so it's a little bit clunky. We talk over each other a little bit, but we do even out in the future episodes. Trust me, I've heard them. So without further ado, I present you the first episode of Cerebravore. Hello, everybody. We welcome you to our grand experiment. We're going to do a panel discussion inspired by the great podcast across the pond, Purple Worm, now defunct, sadly. I'm Jason. I have the Nerds RPG Variety Podcast. I am the person of least esteem here today. I have three other wonderful podcasters with me. We have Carl Rodriguez, the Geomologist Presents. We have BJ Boyd of The Arcane Alienist. And we have Joe Richter of Hindsightless and the GM of the first ever Pathfinder 2 actual play podcast. Now, unfortunately, also defunct, Wheeler Woe. How are you gentlemen doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, doing well, man. Thanks very much. Great. I think we're both to be here. a youngling. Yeah, I think two of us are drinking yingling, youngling. and two of us are at work. So <laughs> we we won't tell you which two or which. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm actually gonna turn over to Joe Richter to to lay out because we're what we're talking about is a shared setting, and this is an idea that Joe originally broached. So I'm gonna let Joe set the stage. Sure. So it, it's certainly not my original idea. I, I just thought about it one day on the podcast and it's taken up steam since then. So my what I suggested back then was to run uh, a campaign with multiple GMs in the same world, um, possibly maybe even using different game systems. That was kind of maybe, maybe not. But my idea was that uh, it, you know, people could drop in, drop out whenever, and then that the stories happening would affect everybody else's section of the world. Um, and because I think that would be really fun and neat where all of a sudden, like the GMs would have like after action reports, basically, and be like, OK, here's what happened in my world. Here's where they went in your world. Here's what's going. And it wouldn't be world. I'm saying worlds, but I mean realms, regions, basically, because I'm talking about just one one world, one sort of whatever you want, one kingdom, whatever. Um, but yeah, so that was that was my original um, thought way back in the day before we all actually started talking about all this. That's when I was just spitballing. Right. And, and, and like you say, this isn't a new idea. We go back, and even the very earliest days of the hobby, this happened. People would take their characters to each other games. Right. Dave Hargrave. The, you know, famous for Arduin back California, that California group, this was really famous. They would move around. In yep. fact, Eric Tenkar, if anybody listens to Tenkar, the Tavern Chat, 
on YouTube, he's recently talked about that as well. So has anybody here played in a game like this? I'm, I'm just going to go around the room. Carl, have you played in a game like this? Where you have a shared world with multiple GMs? Right. And But you play the same. The players would play the same character. They would take it to the different GMs games. Yeah. Um, so on the Audio Dungeon Discord, uh, that this you can look on there and you find the channel Hex Talk. And that was started by several people. I won't say all their names because I honestly I forget who's the GM and what, but they ran they were running and they're still running this campaign called Forlorn Shores. And uh, you can muster and play a different character or the same character because they have a central hub and then go out to the Forlorn Shores and explore. And each GM has their own like section, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, and you could do that. I mean, expanding on 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 what Joe talked about, you could do that in a in an already published universe or develop your own universe um, to do that. I think it's a pretty neat idea. And then you have a, people muster and have, or you solicit uh, people to play in that game, and then you run those games. And it could be a different GM anytime, depending, or a GM has a specific day if you want to be more organized. Right. But, uh, definitely, definitely, it's been on. It's on the Audio Dungeon Discord. And I believe it's still going. BJ, have you played in any game like this? Not in a like a home group. I've played in like um, RPGA and D and D encounters and what's the new? Like, I, I think I've done one Adventures League since Fifth Edition came out, but but I don't think that's quite the same as as a group of DMs building a world together. Yeah, that's pretty much always been either it's setting me the Gray Ock or Forgotten Realms, and you just you know, right. Go from store to store to club to club and take your character with you. Right. And Joe, have you ever had a chance to play in something like this? No, I haven't, which is why I thought it'd be pretty neat. Um, Cause yeah, I've just never, I've never done anything like it. I've heard about it of course, but never done it. What about you, Jason? I, I have, I back in, I don't know, 2016, 2017 around there, I was in a ICRPG group on, on is a discord based group that we're doing this exact thing where they had a shared world and yet there was like four or five GMs and they would say, I'm going to play a game this day. And whoever wants to show up would bring their character and, and play that day. So, yeah. It's, you it's, know what? I, now that I think about it, I have done it once. I started a, a campaign several years ago. And then after we played for about six months, I wanted to play. So another guy just, he said, okay, we're going to go to this place on the North of the map that nobody explored and I'm just going to make it up. And then, we swapped out my character for his character and everybody else kept their own. Just did that for a little bit. I I'd right. forgotten about that. Yeah. So, so the easy way to do it is, is kind of what I'm sorry, BJ, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's it. Okay. Uh, th so the easy way to do it is kind of like what Carl and, and everybody's laid out here where you have one world, you know, say forgotten realms and everybody's using D and D five E as the game system. And, and bringing their, you know, so, so all the characters are built using okay. the same ideas. The kind of weird way to do it, maybe not weird, but the more difficult way to do it is what Joe had proposed. You having one shared world, we're all playing in Forgotten Realms and each GM controls a region or whatever. But and, and you have a shared story, but the GMs are running with different rule sets. And we actually discussed this on the Audio Dungeon at one point too, Carl. I don't know if you were part of that discussion, but Cody and I and Jason Hobbs and um eric the the one that does the 
the Appalachian Adventures and stuff. Eric, is that Jensen? The the one I, I forget which Eric. I apologize, sir, for n not having your name right. I don't have the Discord in front of me. But anyway, but a couple of us had kind of talked about doing this over there, where we'd run different systems, but you could transport characters back and forth. They'd never got off the ground. Um, so using different systems would be interesting. So if we all use the say we did this with all the same system. I guess it's just the GMs would agree what kind of magic's out there in the classes and all that beforehand, so there wouldn't be any any problems. Bring you know they wouldn't have a character show up and say, "Oh, you can't have that item." Obviously, right. that'd have to be a gentleman's or gentle person's agreement where you'd be able to bring whatever your character has and you know accept what the other DMs have done. Um, we, we, if we use different systems, this will be a lot harder. Yeah, a lot so tougher not to crack. You'd have to like. For e like if a, if someone took a character from their five e to like their the one e guy, then how do you convert that magic item? That'd be a challenge. Well, or if or, they go to Rollmaster or to right oh, Cipher System, or you know, I mean, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, it, I would I feel like it'd be better if you had because it's Eric Eric Hoffman, by the way. Eric Hoffman is who I think you were thinking about doing. The uh, no, Eric Hoffman's one of the guys oh. involved, but this okay, is different. Yeah. Eric, this is um. Anyway, okay. doesn't matter. Maybe. But yeah, Eric yeah, Hoffman think... was. Well, it, it does hex talk with with yes, Jose hex talk and, and Forlorn Shore is right. Yeah, and is right. He, yeah, this one is of the authors Eric, of the original yeah. Kalmata, actually. Right, right. The treasure vaults of Zadabad. So. Yeah. Um. So and anyway, so yeah, I think that would be that would be a big challenge. I don't know if that's the best idea is to run. Yeah, like like I said, that right? was just something I threw out there, just kind of like, what about this? Um, and thinking about it, it would be pretty tricky. Yeah, it, it right? definitely like would especially, be. Yeah, you could be. I mean, you could maybe do like versions of D and D because right. magic magic items are kind of compatible. Where you could go, well, you know, like uh, you know. And, Everyone could run a different edition of D and D, right, right, and <laughs> right. But you could, you can, you find, you can look up, you know, what is a bag of holding do in five E versus what is a bag of holding. Oh yeah, you could, yeah, you, you could, totally. right. so you could, yep. right. and I, I do that all the time with converting monsters to the appropriate system. But then it would be a challenge, and you could even do that with like Pathfinder one, right? I mean, it's three. Well, yeah, seven. it's three point five. But half. then you have like a weird, you have the weird thing that they did in Pathfinder two where magic items are kind of interesting right? right so that'd be a more of a challenge or i don't even know how it works yeah I, I i think maybe the easier way to, well I, I i think maybe the more interesting question is instead of doing different systems you pick you, you pick effectively one system and then maybe you instead of all and, and you have kind of one setting but you use either portals or other plot other devices I, I about to say plot device but effectively it is a plot device but you use other methods to let people go to other kinds of other genre games right so and, and this again has goes back to the early days of the hobby you know Ca castle greyhawk supposedly had portals in there where you could go to you, um alice in wonderland and wizard of oz and mm -hmm. boot hill and, and you could go to all these far off places you know, going through a portal and find it, you know, so your D&D characters find themselves in the Old West, things like that. And if we were going to do something like that, you could easily do that. Or if you ran a game, yeah, and there are a couple of different ways you could do it. You could do portals, you could do a base portal game where it's like Stargate and you go to the different worlds. Uh, there, there's a, a lot of different ways to do it. I mean, that may be a, 
but just use one base system, but have all the different genres people could explore. Yeah, I thought didn't BJ didn't you were on the on the discussion talk, talk about the portal system, the portal world? Yeah, yeah, that was kind of my initial thought when you guys brought this up. Is you kind of take a play like in Planescape, you know, you start with the city of Sigil, which it kind of exists. It's kind of the nexus of all planes and realities and there are doorways to every place in the multiverse and so but you can have a campaign where you're you're based in sigil because it's also a city with zero level characters and merchants and um and then they can just you can either hop to any of the outer planes you know the, the abyss or you know the nine hells or wherever but you can also hop to Faerun or mistara or, or, or mistara wherever mm-hmm. um so, uh, but you, we could just do Planescape or you could just say, well, we're going to kind of take a page from that, but we're going to invent our own place that's the crossroads of reality and, and our, it, the worlds are what we define as being not necessarily the, the pre-published or pre-established worlds, right. create our own yeah. cosmology or our own, or it could just be a magical city and it just takes you to different regions of the same world. Yeah. I mean, I do love me some Lady of Pain though. So please. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and think like, about it. I don't know if they have a 5e version, but you could you could do multiple versions of a like a yeah. and you could, you know, of that from City of Sigil, or I don't know if people are familiar with the old Grim Jack comic book, but they had Sinosure, which was like a pan-dimensional city at the center-ish of the universe. And you know, the, the hero Grim Jack would go to different place, different, you know, worlds, right? To yeah. do what Grim Jack did. So you, I think that. That might be a kind of a cool concept, and then you could both have different, you know, different worlds and different genres, as well as you know, um, different systems, right? Right. Well, yeah. If if the players wanted to, of course, with the different systems, some of that's going to the the question there, and it would have to be decided: is it on the GMs to convert the characters, or we trust the players to convert? The, not trusting. That's not that sounds bad. But it, Joe would Joe would get angry at me for there for doing the power stance of saying, "Do we trust the players?" But who converts the who converts the characters back and forth, right? So that's and that's a question. the The other that's way to do it, question. yeah. the The other way to do it is to do, you know, I was thinking about this. You could do something like like the Matrix. You could do a like a, a cyberpunk kind of thing where when you jack into the web. Each each server on the web is each domain is kind of you know it's its own MMO kind, effectively right so you could have all the worlds all the genres just you know when you go in the fantasy area of the internet it goes by the fantasy rules right so and that would be D and D or Pathfinder or whatever and you would it would totally use those rules and magic would work as far as you know and everything and to solve problems you would have to use the rules of that realm to solve those problems but they, but effectively your characters jacked in the internet the whole time right so your base yeah, character is cyberpunk but you could go anywhere and do anything when, when you're hacked in when you're jacked in so would each player then have like multiple like if they were going into the cyberpunk world they'd have a separate character and then if they were going into the fantasy world yeah, you would have your base character and your probably your your like your mental stats would stay the same, right? Like you'd have the same intelligence or whatever across the board, but your physical stats possibly would be different in the different depending on where you're jacked in in the different worlds. You, you know, when you go to the you 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 know it, it's like you think of J- the new Jumanji. 
that kind of thing, you know, it's still their mind, but what, you know, when the kid goes into the, into the game, now he looks like the rock and mm-hmm. he, you know, he's a strong yeah. like Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. So, and you don't even have to do it. Like you could do it sci-fi ish, like me, right. even ma- magical, right. That would be an option or both. I mean, why the hell you not? Right? I mean, sometimes magic is right. Or sometimes technology is so advanced that it seems like magic. Right. So, um, that's Arthur C. Clarke, I believe, who paraphrased yeah. it. Well, yeah, I know there was a discussion a while back about um, you could probably make any rule set fit any genre if you want to, but there are certain rule sets that are a lot easier to work for certain genres. Mm-hmm. That would be the kind of thing where you could do like a, a D&D high fantasy and a cyberpunk, actual cyberpunk rules, right. kind, of, well, kind of noir Blade Runner, and then you could do Savage Worlds to do a Western. Well, well, this is a yeah, and this is something where maybe you do pick one rule system, and some rule systems are going to be better than others, right? Like, like Savage Worlds is very like you feel like a universal, yeah, something universal. Rule? Like, of course, Interlock Unlimited or Rollmaster, the right is the right answer. But um, <laughs> actually, yeah, they, they've GURPS done seems pretty good. What, Which what's one? that, Joe? GURPS. I hear GURPS is pretty good for that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you want to learn it, um, there are people. I, GURPS would definitely do the job. So would BRP. So would Hero System actually. Right. But, yeah. but well, now Hero GURPS and Hero is, is a lot of background. You have a lot of back end yeah. work. Oh, yeah. A lot of work in creating everything. Yeah, Savage Worlds could work really well too. Mm-hmm. Um, that that would be like a choice that I might propose or suggest. But um, but people would nowadays say that maybe D and D five E. Does it all? You could find you could find a you find a supplements. Role. Yeah, you could yeah. find supplements also, for. There's a Star Wars supplement. There's yeah. a mm-hmm. World of Warcraft supplement for Five E. That's some of these are hacks, but kind of not official for pay products. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's quite a few. There's 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 at least two or three official or published, you know, Five E sci-fi type things, right? Like yeah. the, right. that they did with back with three five or you know. 3.0 with the you know D20 modern and all that kind of stuff. Right. If, so. if we didn't want to make people pay for anything, the other option that you mentioned Star Wars, of course, there's any one Star Wars game system and that's the West End. But the D6 system is now out on the open yeah. market and you can oh, get right. all the supplement. They've got the fantasy and the sci-fi and, and all that for D6 out there. And D6 is actually a pretty easy system to, to learn and to use. Um, Another one is white box. That there's there's several mm-hmm. genres they've expanded for white box, which is basically the original swords and wizardry. So it's mm-hmm. it, it's OD and D with a few tweaks, but Ooh, right, they've, got fantasy, they've got science, space opera. They've got a Cthulhu one. Yeah, that, so, I even picked up a recently. I picked up a uh, a modern mercenary ghost ops white box, which nice. you know ghost recon type stuff that you use that it uses white box right so os you know od and osr so yeah that might be a lot of things to ponder yeah and so like the portal thing sounds cool and all but what we'd miss at least what i would miss is our story the games we run affecting everybody else's game because they'd all be compartmentalized yeah right oh. I, well then I, that, that go ahead jason so I, think well, I was gonna say an answer I, to that yeah well, I'll go ahead and give your answer. I th- real quickly, I think that's a great point, though, from Joe, that mm-hmm. th- there's something to be said for being able to use the same character unmodified, you know, other than what's happened to them in that in the, in each session for the players, 
And then there's there would be something satisfying for the GMs to collaborate and bring this world, you know, to do it'd be a lot of work for the GMs, but I think it'd be really satisfying in the end, knowing that you'd worked together and, and done all this. But let me throw that back to to Carl. Yeah. So like if you I feel if you did this matrix portal thing, then there should be a a meta story. Right. Um mm-hmm. that you know you ha- you would have to have some time or downtime in the real world. And how is this affecting the multiverse? Right. So as a GM we would have to come up with like what's the overall overarching story for it to kind of make sense so that you know you're not just playing a series of one shots but you're playing you know series of games that are meaningful to the overall story right you're going into the yeah when you go in the fantasy server and you're playing with the pathfinder rules you're trying to achieve an objective you're going in there to get a file only in the it, the way that server's configured, the AI has right. configured that server, that yeah. file looks like a treasure chest totally. or whatever, right? So right. you're going right. to go in there, you have to get that, but then you have to bring it back. And now you're going to use the cyberpunk rules to do whatever in the quote unquote real world with it. And then you might have to hop into the, you know, whatever's yeah. next, you, you know, the, the Star Wars MMO or the Star Wars AI to do the next mission. But yeah, they would all be connected. You would just be going to these different, genres you, you know based on how these ais have configured it's kind of like if you've seen the altered carbon show mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. netflix where you have like the the hotel where it's like the Edgar Allan poe style hotel thing there you know that the ai is configured it that way right mm-hmm. so you're kind of interacting with that kind of thing only on a much larger scale of course yeah what do you think about all this craziness bj I'm sort of thinking about it, it's almost be like running a, a comic book universe. You know, that, that's kind of the main job of the editor in chief at Marvel or DC. And that's kind of Kevin Faye's job mm-hmm. at Marvel Studios is we've got 20 stories and I got to make sure that at the meta, meta, minimum, if uh, if I run a story in Spider-Man where, you know, somebody takes over the Daily Bugle, if they're going to reference the Daily Bugle for the next six months in another Mm-hmm. comic book they gotta i gotta say hey you know jjj is not the editor-in-chief right now reference that when you bring up you know the day, daily bugle yeah i think it's the same way if, you, if you're doing this as dms you just got to compare notes and say oh yeah um last week the party blew up that building right <laughs> yeah yeah the continuity is <laughs> important yeah definitely yeah nakatomi tower is gone guys right all right yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or, no, 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 no. We killed the dra- We killed the dragon. You're going to have to come up with another, mm-hmm. another bad so, guy. So I guess the question is, we're we're coming up to about half an hour for an inaugural podcast. That might be a a, a good initial length. I know some of us have a little bit of a time crunch here. Um, is this something you'd be interested in GMing? Or now, the other thing we haven't mentioned, of course, is the option of playing and GMing, although that's more difficult if you're doing that shared story because you know you have knowledge that you wouldn't normally have as a player when you're playing in the other people's games. But if we did the cyberpunk thing where they're each like in an AI, then you have less need to know the specifics inside that that other realm. Right. So even you might know the big overall story, but you don't know how BJ is going to handle it in his Pathfinder world. So right. when you go in there, you wouldn't know any detail. You wouldn't really. You might know the overall long, long game, but you wouldn't really know how that adventure is going to play out. Is this something you'd be interested in GMing and playing in both, uh, Carl? Yeah, I would say both. I mean, right. So I think the the people who contributed to the GM ship 
and maybe the meta story can be quite vague. It doesn't have to be yeah. codified and it develops because based on, you know, what happens in the various stories and we kind of can compare notes, uh, we'd have to set aside time as GMs to compare notes. And, and, uh, and I'd love to play in different games and these different GMs. So I think, um, you know, and I think we're mature enough to not meta anyway right and we and like i said we, we don't maybe we don't know what the end game is which i think would be even more interesting and spontaneous so i'd i'd run an igm and i think also people have different expertise um in different games you know so i you know be a it'd be cool to to for those strengths to shine in a, in a gm um and play under that gm right so to me what, what do you think joe is this something you'd be Oh, absolutely, man. Totally. I'd want to play and run. Uh, yeah, because, you know, like we, you wouldn't, like Carl was saying, you with a vague kind of meta plot and watching it grow and seeing what happens at the table and where that goes from there, like you would know some stuff, but there'd still be plenty of stuff that you wouldn't know. Um, you know, we'd all like all the GMs would probably keep a couple secrets from each other for the other people to discover and share some stuff like the really big stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I think it'd be I think it's workable. I think it'd be super fun. Plus, I just I love world building. World building with other people is super fun, too, because, you know, I, I get tired of my own shit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. B BJ, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I would definitely want to both GM and play. Uh, same, same like Joe said. I like world building. Um, I also like you know, the idea that there's some ability to kind of look at the same character concepts across different rule sets or different genres and go, well, what would this, what would this character look like in a space opera versus a fantasy versus a western or something like that? But I think we all have to agree to not no no we have to make a pact among the GMs to. We're not going to last Jedi, you know, where we just veer something off a cliff in a direction where there's no coming back. You know, <laughs> three GMs set up this this kind of meta unvoiced meta plot, and then you just go, eh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> my, my players yeah, they open up a singularity. You know, they open up a singularity and swallow the universe. So game over. Yeah, right. none of that stuff. Yeah. How about you, Jason? Oh, well, yeah, I'd be interested in doing both without a doubt. I, I think the, so, so I think this is the kind of thing that from here, the, the next decision to make, and maybe it's the next show is to, if, well, depending what we want to do, but potentially for the next show, you could talk, I know we talked about doing a panel discussion on pantheons and the, and the way religion works in the world. So maybe we, we could talk about that because that could affect, depending what this game is like, that, that might affect the game. Now, if we did the cyberpunk thing, it might not affect it at all. But if we did something fantasy with portals, then obviously deities and pantheons and gods would, would matter a whole lot. Yeah. So, so that'd be an interesting discussion. I guess the other thing just for us to be thinking about and to discuss maybe off the air a little bit would be maybe come back next time with ideas, what system and we would want to use as the core system to think about. You know. And maybe maybe some callers could call in too mm -hmm. and tell us that we're insane or whatever they think. And it would never work. Or mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, or recommendation experiences callers have had doing this before. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. or system recommendations, or yeah, anything. 
Or just yeah. callers call in to talk about how handsome BJ is. I know <laughs> it's goddamn man, just know, all, looking chap, all done up with the just tie. The tie. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Take this uh, off, uh, and I look like, like Neanderthal. Uh, everybody's wanting the, the YouTube version of this. Yeah, I guess now. <laughs> no, well, I don't know. My this, only this fans. Is a, this is a random thought, but when you start talking about cyberpunk, I start thinking about um, Snow Crash. Mm-hmm. And Ready Player One. And I, yeah. I imagine trying to play a cleric in a virtual reality setting in the rules like it's like um you know the the there's some kind of AI timer in the thing yeah. that kind of you're trying to play a cleric, it's like every silver out but this little little pop-up warning. You have not proselytized anybody, you can't do anything, your powers right. are gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you stop. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you can do that kind of stuff, right? Well, it, that's it, funny to me because increasingly i think people play clerics more like they're just kind of a weird kind of magic user not mm-hmm. yeah, well, yeah I, I really would love to that. explore like fourth wall type of things like that honestly <laughs> and i and i would be great to to not i mean i don't know i guess we could also discuss next time if we're gonna do like a, a published property or make our own thing i think i think it's more exciting to make our own thing yeah oh it's oh, 100 percent. yeah, yeah. I, I agree yeah. with that yeah. I, I so would the, definitely the, the real world and the and the 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 virtual world, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of it'd be like a virtual a virtual like West World type of thing, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and, and there have been and, and let's be let's be honest. I mean, in the RPG world, there's no new ideas, right? Right. So, yeah. so there are games out there that kind of do this, but we would be making it our own. That so this isn't really a new idea. It, it's mm-hmm. it's a pretty old one as far as RPGs go, but. But it would, but but I think it's it's interesting. So the, of course, the the biggest problem is potentially finding the players. So we don't just have three players in each game that the other GMs. <laughs> but we 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 need to recruit a, a steady pool of actual players yeah. as well. I'd, I'd be yeah. willing to bet between the four of us we could wrestle up some players. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and definitely if we preemphasize drop in, drop out, you can come and and taste a bit of the the magic that we're creating, but. Uh, Maybe you want to stay. Maybe you want. Maybe it's not for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to give the the players that choice to make it open, right? So that's why I think uh, like a central hub or like you know you jack out at the end of the adventure. However, right. well, you or to do it would be the best thing, right? So it is conducive to that drop in, drop out, West marches type of style. Mm-hmm. Though it's like you know marches are the universe. Well, and that's the advantage of the cyberpunk thing because you could easily, at the end of the adventure, whether you're at the stop point or not, you could potentially get jacked out of the at the computer right so so oh, but a timer yeah yeah but you could do it that way yeah it, well there you go that's actually that's perfect you're you know you you're you can only be logged into the internet for so long and that yeah, pulls you out automatically right that's, yeah, a, that's a great that's a great paradigm already yeah <laughs> yeah all right if you guys it's like a, it's like it's almost like if you were like in a if a tournament right at a convention mm-hmm. right yeah you do an x crawl kind of thing x crawl yeah <laughs> yeah I, I don't know or if you're you familiar do, you with that tournament show, but, module. Yeah. It's like uh, we're gonna we're gonna run Tomb of Horrors. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Good luck. He'd be he'll be jacking in and out and keep putting quarters in for that one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll do Gauntlet the video. We'll do Gauntlet the RPG, like BJ talked about. Yeah, man. Or, no, that wasn't BJ. I apologize, BJ. That was um. That was Brian. That was Brian over. And I have, have to look, to look that, that up. Out. Was talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Any last thoughts, guys? Carl? 
Um, no, I think uh, we have a lot to think about. This, I think, is a great idea. Um, we can all these little one shots that we have in our wheelhouse. We can think to run and how do they fit in and what little seed would we contribute to the meta plot? And it'd be great to discuss like what the meta plot might be um, mm -hmm. for our multiverse universe shared 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 world. Joe. Yeah, um, totally. And it wouldn't, you know, we've talked about it being in the cyberpunk and jacking in and out of the internet, but it doesn't necessarily even have to be. It could be fantasy and you just walk into like different gateways and shit. But that whole idea, yeah, man, I, I, I'm curious to see where this goes. What, what do you think, BJ? Yeah, um, I think it's a great idea. I think it'd be a lot of fun to, uh, you know, give to line out some sort of guideposts for all of us to kind of stick with so that we're there's a little consistency but then uh yeah it would be fun to kind of like jazz you know everybody's kind of doing their own thing but still make yes. it somehow sync up definitely yeah. yeah and you know like joe was talking about you could do a a fantasy version of this where you know you take a potion to go to the other dimension and you only can st the potion wears off after three hours or whatever you know so you could get the same effect to pull people back to the city the question is the advantage of the cyberpunk thing is so and the setting could be anything any of us could imagine now with the knowledge we have now where mm -hmm. would the if you're doing a fantasy setting would they have the imagination to imagine you know cyberpunk red is the setting right or you, you know the, those kind of sci-fi things where yeah. if you do it today obviously anything we can think of is fair game because the other thing you could do is you could kind of a matrix mm -hmm. west world what is real where like you have a space opera setting where this is like a holodeck simulation and you have right a kind of kind of postmodern cyberpunk and then you have a fantasy where this is all some sort of uh you know we we we've, we, we hold the crystal or we take the potion and nobody knows which one is the real answer that's <laughs> <laughs> that's fun right this is like a simulation, but we don't know which simulation we're in because we were born here yeah yeah like matrix would be totally cool with that right so who knows what the real thing is um or the other another idea is like magic and technology are so similar because it's unexplainable kind of like yeah. a you know numenera type verse right where um you know it can be magic or it can be technology the people in the world don't know Right. 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 Well, well, that to them takes or you to. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that that was my, you know, yeah. it's it, vague whether it's magic or technology because it's so. Right. Out there. Yeah. Well, of course, that would take you to you could do your metamorphosis alpha thing. Right. Oh, Easily yeah, enough, yeah. You're, you're on the you, you know, you're on a, a lost starship or a Dyson sphere or something and things have gone wrong. But you grew up there anyway. We're we're getting the weeds here, but thank you, <laughs> gentlemen. I really appreciate your your willing to take part in this. Yeah. You cool. Now we got to come up with the we got to come up with a cool name. Yeah. Do you want to plug anything before we leave, Carl? Nope. No, I think you're going to put it all in the notes. You're good like that. Okay, BJ, you want to plug anything? Go listen to my episode about elves, everybody. Yeah, it's a very go. good episode. I, no, only Jay's, only I've listened to it so far. No, it's not true. <laughs> Joe, know, it, got, it, it got a, it got a, 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 a typical number of listenings for an episode, but usually I, you know, I get about, you know, at least 
Daniel and Carl and Jason always call in about everything. So <laughs> Jason was the only caller and I'm like, well, did I just shock everybody into silence or? <laughs> I explained why I didn't call. Right, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Joe, did you have anything you want to plug? I doubt. Yeah. Uh, go watch Sex Education on Netflix. It rules. Oh, are you pissed off yet in season three? I hate season three. I love it. <laughs> I love it to pieces and I hate it. I'm and Wheel of Time. Yeah, I'm all Don't, done. I've been, I've been, I was started watching Wheel of Time and I thought I need to read that. I never read the book. Oh, wow. so They're two totally I'm, I'm, separate things. You don't need to do one or the okay. other. Trust I'm trying me. to listen to the, I'll listen to the book for about five chapters and I'll watch an episode. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, Jason, you got anything to plug? No, just, just go listen to all these folks shows. That's, yeah. you know, that yeah, find yourself some good barbecue wherever you're at. That's what I say. There you go. Definitely. Close okay. Us out. okay, folks. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to reach out and give us any comments, you can leave a message on the Anchor app. You can send an email to cerebravore at gmail.com. That is in the show notes. So you go to the webpage, there's a way that's linked in the show notes. There's a way to send an email. Otherwise, you know, it's a show title at gmail.com. You can also find us on a variety of discords, primarily the Audio Dungeon Discord. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on what we've talked about this episode or just in general. The plan, folks, is we're going to do bi-weekly episodes every two weeks on Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. We're going to drop an episode. If we get phone calls and we have other things, those are going to be bonus episodes and those will be dropped the opposite weeks. So that is our plan going forward. I want to thank, this is going to be a rotating panel of podcasters, so people will come and go. It's not always going to be the same voices on the episodes, but the podcasters or the people, they may not even be podcasters, but the guests on the panel will be listed in the show notes with ways to get in touch with them. We do record these episodes. They're, once we get in the flow, they'll probably be recorded about a month in advance. We had recorded a back. You know, we wanted four episodes before we dropped the first one. So a couple of these episodes are a little bit older, but once we're caught up, there'll be about a month lag between the episode and when it's played on the air. I want to thank all my panel members in this episode. I want to thank Ray Otis of Plundergrounds, who provided us the wonderful cover art for our show. And I thank the amazing TJ Drennan for the wonderful intro and outro music he has provided for the show. And with that, I'm just going to let TJ play us out. Talk to you soon, folks. A nerd central broadcast, cerebral podcast. Let's savor all the flavors from the spinal capstone. The Alstells and Pods pass, cerebral podcast. You're counting down your last as you admire them all. The
Okay. Perfect. So, awesome, yeah. dude. That was fun. Yep. We'll that's good. Cool. Sorry to bail so fast, but I, I'm still. Oh, right. no, it's good. No, it's you're good, keep Joe. Them short. We could, yeah. I'm sure we can ramble on. For, All right. Later, yeah, dudes. A long time. Okay. Take care, Joe. Take care.